Welcome back, podcast listeners. Today we are going to be talking about a really interesting topic and it's all about what is your line in the sand? As always, this information on this podcast is not designed to diagnose, treat or prevent any condition. It's for information purposes only and a platform to share personal experiences. Please seek advice from your healthcare professional before making any changes to your current lifestyle. Stay tuned because the Alpha Babes podcast is about to go live in three Two, one. Welcome to the Alpha Babes podcast. You're here with the Alpha Babes sisters, Hannah and Mia. Hey, hey. (laughs) Wow, that is loud. Can everyone hear me okay? That intro's just gone from zero to 100. Mia had the volume right up to like 10 though. And then wondered why it was like a like nightclub oh, in no. the podcast. I was jamming. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the Alpha Babes podcast. Are you excited? Naturally, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, Hannah, what's today's topic? Well, it's going to be quite interesting because we're going to be talking about what's your line in the sand. And no, we're not getting you to get your big toe and draw a line in the sand right now. (laughs) Uh, It's a lot deeper than that. However, it's a great visual of when's enough's enough. And you've really got to have a good understanding of what your line in the sand is. Um, Otherwise, you're going to compromise beyond things that you might not thought you would have in the day. Yeah. So it's all about defining when you say enough is enough. Yeah. And that can be relevant to so many different things. So obviously it can be as hectic as domestic violence or it can be something like your weight loss journey or something where in any situation, I think it always comes down to a point with how much are you willing to cop in a situation um compromise compromise or not speak up about like this is relevant to so many different things and we feel like it's such a important topic for females um Mm. you know a lot of the times in my experiences I've um dealt with a lot of a lot of females who have been really unsure and unsure about what it is that they want and and really what it comes down to what I've heard in a lot of the stories is that they don't feel that their feelings matter. Yeah. That everybody else's feelings are more important, whether it's their husband, whether it's their kids, whether it's their... Mm. Do you think it's their, like, um, like in a female's nature maybe to... You put everyone first like it's like a mothering type thing where it's like you know you always hear about people who will stay in a um, abusive relationship and go oh, I'm just staying for the kids absolutely I think mm. I think that there is a bit of that I think that the nurturing thing is about making sure that everybody else is looked after uh, and then if there's anything left over you, you kind of get those dregs and yep. and it really needs to be flipped because we need to come first we need to look after us hmm. first and and the byproduct of that is everybody else is happy and one of the things that i would always share with a lot of parents is when you are in an airplane and it's about to crash you'll hear the announcement that says please fit your oxygen mask before fitting the person beside you Mm. and I really like that analogy because in order for you to help anyone else you've got to be able and willing to help yourself first or you're no good 
to yep. anyone else. And really, this is going to be kind of the storyline that we go down in this podcast um, because it's something that I just hear way too much. I hear way too much how females um, just put everyone first. Yeah, their feelings don't matter. That they're not important. That they're not enough. And and I just enough's enough. Yeah, and that's so true. There needs to come a point where we do say enough's enough, or just you know have that conversation with yourself. Start asking yourself, well, how much am I willing to withstand or put up with until I ask myself that question? And I'll speak on a a very personal level. Um, you know, with some of the experience I've been through and then Hannah's obviously has her experience as an ex-guidance officer so she'll be able to talk about her experiences that she's you know and all the parents that she dealt with on a daily basis and actually real life stuff so um but Hannah's got some really interesting stats to go through first which were mind-blowing so part of my role um, when I used to work within schools was uh, a lot to help children and families with well-being. And what I was starting to really see come across my door is just an increase of domestic violence. And I really just wanted to define what domestic violence is because there is a lot of misconceptions out there about what it truly is. Domestic violence is when somebody takes advantage of you physically, emotionally, sexually. It can be any. It's where somebody is controlling and putting you in your place and you don't feel that you have options. One of the things that I would hear a lot in in conversations with others is, well, I'm not being hit. There's been no physical violence, but emotional abuse the way that you are controlled by what your partner is saying to you or any time that your behavior has to change because of the result of somebody else has a high level of a potential of there being a control factor there. So when you are changing yourself in order to keep somebody else happy and it goes beyond just, you know, the light sort of stuff, that's that's a that's a red flag there that's caution and emotional abuse oh my god that's so damaging words stick and if we you've heard me talk all about um, that you know your words or your thoughts become your words and your words become your actions if you're told you know that you're an ugly piece of shit mm. repetitively you're going to you're going to start believing you're that you're an start, ugly piece of shit yeah you're going to start believing it and maybe not the first time that you hear it maybe the first time it made you angry but then if you just keep hearing it and keep hearing it and each time it said to you you slowly erode away mm. to eventually where you're like well you know what i must be yeah and and that's how it happens it happens ever so slightly especially when it comes with emotional abuse because a lot of people go, oh my God, um, you know, how can you stay with someone who's just like this? They don't start off like that. They mm. don't start off like that. It's just one comment that you've just let slide and then another comment comes and another comment comes. And that's what we really mean by the line in the sand. It is about having standards. It is about saying, I'm not going to accept this for me and I'm not going to accept this for my kids or I'm not going to accept this any longer. Um, and that's really what we're going to talk about. But I just wanted to give you... Um, some stats here 
So on average, and this is just found um, on domesticviolence.com.au, it is a fantastic website that's got a heap of information for families who may be experiencing domestic violence or they may know somebody who is. Um, A lot of the time with domestic violence, people are just so helpless. They just don't know what to do and they don't want to get involved. Oh, it's not my place to say anything or anything like that. My answer is always the same. Educate yourself in order to be able to inform what you do next. And sometimes just jumping on a website and having a read of something and educating yourself around a topic can be exactly what is needed for Mm. that person. Well, knowledge is power, isn't that right? But it's what you do with the knowledge Mm. that matters most. Um, So here's the stats. On average, at least one woman a week is killed by a partner or former partner in Australia. Oh, one. That's so one many, a week. That's so many people. It's that's insane. And then one in three Australian women have experienced physical violence since the age of fifteen. Shit. And you just think, you know, a lot of the time, you know, physical hitting is it, it happens out of rage. It happens out of anger. Mm. You know, people don't know what to. do do with that anger and you know you've you've heard us talk about you know becoming like you know toxic vomit and spewing on people all our vile anger um in swear words or whatever it may look like but you know that's just one way of showing anger another way of showing anger is hitting Mm. it's being violent it's it's being uh forceful but one in three women have experienced that physical violence since age 15. And typically what you do see is you see a pattern, and this isn't always the case, but typically in a family home, if there's been domestic violence between the mum and the dad, um, typically what happens is the daughter in the family might grow up to find somebody who is just like their dad. Oh, yeah. And and then... And they re- it's just the cycle repeating itself, isn't it? it absolutely. And then and then those kids grow up and choose that. And, and then once upon a... Once upon a time, that was not where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> like every side s- tangent? No. <laughs> no. Every so often, a child mm. will be a part of that situation and say, that's not going to be for me. Mm. I'm going to choose something different. Boom. And um, there's always there's always that grain of hope in there, that is for sure. So another interesting fact here is that one in four Australian women have experienced emotional abuse by a current or former partner. Yeah. One in four. Think about your girlfriends, you know. Think about, you know, your workplace. One in four have experienced some form of control through emotional abuse. Now, remember, emotional abuse is being made to do something against your will. It's not what you want to do, but you're doing it to please or keep somebody else happy. Mm. Um, I also think emotional abuse is about, um, you know, when you get beat down so so many times that your whole view of yourself changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Your whole view, the way you look at yourself, the words that you speak to yourself begin to sound like their words. You know, you might have looked in the mirror once upon a time before the relationship and gone, oh, you know, I love 
I love my body, I love my hair, like, you know, I, I feel good about myself. And then you get in a relationship that is emotionally abusive and the words change and you you just pretty much end up mimicking what the words they've said to you. And then before you know it, you look in the mirror and you hate yourself. Mm. Mm. And it all comes back to control. Yeah. And if, if I can control uh, my partner – um, then I can feel better about myself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that you're in control. Often those people who are most controlling are often the most scared. Yeah. And the, the ones that are most controlling are the ones that are the most out of control. Yeah, very, very mm. true. And I just want to highlight here that this isn't just about males who are controlling to females. It can absolutely it be can the other way too. Definitely be the other way for yeah. sure. And that's and that's the thing. It is you know, domestic violence doesn't play um, you know, favourites and it's not a gender thing where we're like, oh the man is shit and da 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 da. Um this is definitely not one of the cases. It's this happens all the time and the roles are reversed. And so if we take our gender see domestic violence as this, there is a power player and there's one that submits. Yeah, that's as simple as it gets. As simple as it gets. And you'll see that in the school ground as well and you'll typically see that played out in in bullying. You'll see a bully being someone very powerful, very controlling, very whether they use their fists, whether they use their words and then they'll pick on people who are less powerful than them Mm. and will submit and just take it because it makes them feel more powerful yep. so again it goes back to that control and it goes back to that power um, but one of the other stats that I just wanted to read here was and this is the one that I would see a lot um, and it really just broke my heart but it says that domestic or family violence against women is the single largest driver of homelessness for women and a lot of child protection notices go in because, you know, sometimes these women, most of the time these women, what happens is they're so alienated from their friends and their family mm. over years of their partner saying they're no good, don't talk to them, don't be with them, blah, 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 that when it comes time to get out, when it's just got way, way too bad, They've got nowhere to turn to. They've got They've nowhere. They've got no one. And there are some fantastic women's refuges out there who just take on these women and and their kids and they just look after them. And I, I really, they're just, the numbers are growing in these women refuge centres and I just think, my God, how how will this ever stop? Mm. Yeah, exactly. How and does this ever stop? Yeah, that it, it's it's a big question, isn't it? And mm. um, I think that more chats like the ones we're having, you know, discussions with your girlfriends, um, you know, with your family and everything like that can start to bring awareness, you know, even though it does seem very small, but it all starts with a conversation. Yeah. Starts with a conversation and then, and then that might inspire your girlfriend's girlfriend to break that pattern, break the chain, leave that partner or stand up for herself in the workplace or whatever it is. And I I think like I want to jump in here and say that one of the best things that you can do when if somebody was to come to you and say, hey, Hannah, this is happening within my home, the first thing I want you to say is thank you so much for trusting me Mm. with this. Because for that person to even speak up and say something – it says a lot about your relationship you have with them. It says that they trust you. 
And if you come in too forceful and be like, leave that effing bastard, blah, 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 um, it's too much, too heavy, too soon for that person. They're incredibly vulnerable by just sharing with you that something is going on in their home that they're not okay. And most times um, they've copped it like 10 times worse before they've even had the courage to come and speak to you. Mm. So you know, they may be minimizing it to you in the conversation or, or downplaying it or whatever. Your job as that person is just to say, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. I'm so sorry you're going through this. Listen, I'm here for you. I'll support you in any way that I can. What do you need from me? Very much in that circumstance, you are, the, you know, if you're the supporter person listening, it is not your job to tell them what to do. No. They are not there to have their problems solved or for you to rescue them or anything like that. They're there for you to listen or you're there to listen to them. And that is such a powerful gift that you can give anyone. So if that helps somebody out there, I hope it does, but acknowledge them and that goes for everything. It doesn't anything that somebody has come and shared with you that you know is quite quite like personal and weighty, always thank them first, always acknowledge them for their vulnerability um, mm. because that's where trust is really being born in your in those vulnerable moments. So mm, absolutely. I think the um I think the thing that I really want to go to now is just Mia, do you want to share a little bit about some of your own personal experiences? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, I you reading those stats out before I can really relate because I am one of those stats mm. um, my past experience is have uh, seen me in a position where I have experienced domestic violence um, you know very regularly throughout a lot of my relationships um, and you know it all started when you said before like how you know history kind of repeats itself mm. or when you grow up um Oh, you're choosing these, you know, maybe boyfriends that are emotionally abusive or physically. It all kind of stems back to like what you've been around. So for me growing up in my household, you know, emotional abuse was very uh, regular for me. You know, my dad, our dad was very emotionally abusive. Um, and so I grew up in that state where, you know, I'd be called names Um and that was just the normal thing. You know, I had horrible words spoken over my life. And then I found, and obviously that being my dad and my first encounter with, a, you know, a man in my life, like every father is for the daughter, um, you know, I pretty much thought and accepted that that's the way a man speaks to a woman. Mm. And so my belief system around that was formed and then I start every boyfriend I got with um so it was the same same either struggled with addiction whether it be drugs or alcohol um and they were insanely emotionally abusive um and one in particular was even um physically abusive um and it's funny that you say you know people downplay it and go oh but you know it wasn't you know it wasn't really physical abuse like I don't care but if you get you know emotional abuse is is massive but even you don't have to get punched in the eye and have a massive black eye for it to be physical abuse like 
you know, I'd been in situations where I'd been, you know, thrown up against walls by my throat, thrown around the room, like physically picked up and tossed like a piece of garbage um, and just called horrible, horrendous names. And I can really relate in the fact that you end up believing that about yourself and you get so worn down and so broken to the fact that you're alone, like Mm. in your own head. Nobody understands. You can't go to anyone because they have that same reaction of, oh, like, you know, how can you just put up with that? Just leave. Like, and I can say firsthand that, you know, I spent in particular four years with someone that was just insanely controlling and manipulative, emotionally abusive and physically abusive. And and, and when I look back on it now, I'm like, far out. I can't, I, I don't actually know why I stayed so long when I look back on it now. But at that time, I got to a place where he pushed me to the point where I just said, this is as good as it will ever be. This is what I deserve. This is as good as it's going to get. Um, and I believed that for a really long time. And um, I, I couldn't hear anybody talk about, oh, we'll just leave him, you know. Um, I see the way he talks to you. How do you put up with that? I would just shut those people out of my life, mm. you know. And I think, Hannah, you know, what? like I know you know who I'm talking about, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, even when you would say stuff, the only reason I reckon I didn't shut you out completely is because you're my sister. But anyone else, I would just shut it down because I couldn't I – couldn't, I couldn't hear it because it made me feel even shitter mm. because I was like, oh, you know, I can withstand this and I can cop somebody talking to me like that and now I'm embarrassed that I've let that behaviour go on and now other people are saying, oh, you know, that's crap that you can't even get up and leave. And it also, I guess, you know, when people are saying just get up and leave, you know, as good as those intentions are, it does it does come across very judgmental Mm. um and you know really that that person is so broken oh and you like when people say that you just you got to remember that that person is feeling like a piece of shit on the you know bottom of your shoe that Mm. is that is how they feel and about themselves so when you say why don't you just leave like it's just that simple um you know it just makes that person feel even worse so how did you get out? Um, well, funny that. I um, Well, honestly, there was a really long time there that I thought, well, this is as good as it, it was as good as it was ever going to be. Um, and, and being her support person, um, Mia minimised massively. I knew yeah. it was going on, but, you know, the details were not ever revealed. Um, and as a family person, it was horrendous just sitting back and waiting and wishing that her circumstances would change. And I honestly believe that if I stayed any longer that, like, I mean, you listen to those statistics. Mm. It's really easy for that, for, for, for anyone to end up as that one a week girl. Mm. That it's just, um, it's really, I just feel so incredibly blessed that I, I got out of the situation. But, you know, um it could have been a lot worse. Um, but yeah, so I got out of that by just starting to ask myself the question, like I would start to wonder, well, you know, if this is as good as it's going to get, like how bad's it actually going to be? You know, if this is just how it is one year in or six months in, how much more can I cop? Like, you know, and you get stronger and you, you can palm off those words a little bit better and, 
you know, when they throw you up against the wall and, um, you know, grab you by the throat, it, I don't know, it still, still hurts, but you can, it's like you get tougher and you're like, oh, you know, I, I lived, like I didn't die, I didn't hit my head on anything, but, you know, I can, I can do this. this, this is okay. You know, I'll just stay out of his way when he gets really angry. Um, and then I just, yeah, I just kept that question, kept popping up how much am I willing to cop? How long can I do this? And it, you know, it comes back to the starting question is, you know, what's my line in the sand? Mm. What's enough's enough? Yeah. What is that point? Um, and I think, uh, you know, for me, I, I had a window of opportunity, you know, we had a massive crazy fight as we would often regularly do, um, same sort of stuff, name calling a little bit of push and shove and all that sort of stuff, grabbed all my things and threw them out on the front lawn in front of all of my neighbours. Um, and he asked me this question and he's like, no, you're just going to leave, um, you know, this is it, you know, whatever. I can't remember the contents, but, um, I remember, I remember thinking Mia, don't do what you always do. Don't sit there and go, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Take, just don't say anything that he's almost given you a hall pass. Don't miss that opportunity. And I just listened to him and he said, you know, just get up, just leave. You know, I don't want you, da-da-da-da. And instead of coming back and begging to stay, I said, I said nothing. And that that was my window of opportunity to get out. And I gathered my things that were sprawled across the lawn, called Hannah and... um, Yeah, and then that was it. Came and lived with me. Came and lived with you and I never looked back. Um, But I, I don't... I'm trying to think what was the difference between that time and another time. And I think that you in your... In your being. In your being, you just... No. You do. It's That sounds so cliche, but you do. You get to a point where um, you know it's just going to get worse and that there you can't save them and you can't save the relationship and there's nothing more you can do but just respect yourself. And that one act of just choosing to say nothing was one act of self-respect yes and then that self-respect grew by you know staying an extra night with me and Mm. then another night and another night ignoring the texts and the calls and the you know begging to come back and I'll change I'm sorry you know you you um yeah you respect yourself every time you ignore that or or go against what you um naturally want to do but Mm. you only want to do that because that's what you think is just easier to do and at the time it does feel easier to do to just go back and you know just withstand it a little bit longer but it's not Mm. you know and you do end up being one of those statistics and and I think that if I can send a message to any woman or man out there that is experiencing this don't leave it too long um you know, don't don't leave it to a point where you're so broken that you end up being one of those stats. And I'm telling you that that is the road that that will take you on. If you stay, that is the ending. Um, and it's it's you deserve more. And there is better out there. And if I did not shut my mouth and say nothing in that crucial moment, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have my amazing husband that I'm now married to, I'm getting, 
I'm getting emotional already, but you know, I wouldn't have my beautiful son. I wouldn't have alpha babes. I wouldn't be in this position. I wouldn't have the beautiful people in my life if I didn't take that window of opportunity. And the thing is, when something horrible is going on in your life um, and you know it's wrong in your core being that you deserve better, those windows of opportunity come up every single day. But you have to act on that. And you got to be open to seeing it. Yeah. And, and I think that that would be my encouraging word is start looking for those windows because they are there. And all you have to do is just have just the little slightest bit of courage um, to act on that window. That's really good. Oh, sorry trying, about trying the emotional break. <laughs> fight back my own tears. But yeah. I, I, think that, I think that that's often the thing is that people get really comfortable with what is and, and, you know, they compromise and they're like, okay, well, if I just be better or if I just clean the house a bit more or if I just, you know, look after the kids better or if I dress nicer or lose weight or things will improve and they'll make these little deals with themselves all the time because what they're really fearing is the unknown. Mm. If this doesn't get better, I'm going to have to do something way scarier yeah but I'm here to tell you a message of hope that embracing your pain or embracing the unknown or embracing the fear is where your power lies and Mia's whole life changed that moment that she saw that window of opportunity and said nothing and each day she chose to make a better decision or to you know, to accept. I think that's another important thing is I think when you're rejected your whole life or you're not necessarily respected in words or or how people have treated you, you just you just you can't even accept it when somebody does. Mm. And you're like, I'm not worthy of this love. Oh, honestly, like I still get choked uh, up when somebody like my um, – We both do. Pain, yeah, pain point is when someone goes, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Like I just like Me too. well up, choke up. Yeah. I'm like, don't. No. <laughs> but yeah, you can't even – you get to – yeah, you get to a point in your life where you can't even hear – nice things and it's like it's it's stupid as this sound it's such a reality but it's like you got to make this conscious decision that it's okay for someone to love you mm. and you know that's something that I've had to do in my life because I just fought it my entire life I'm no I'm not good enough to be loved mm. how could you love me and eventually you've just got to you know, decide, draw that line in the sand that says, do you know what? I want to be loved. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to try not to sabotage it or reject it or try and, you know, find a problem in something. And you just go, you know what? I, I want, I want it. I'm, I'm open. Yeah. I'm open. Yeah. Hit me. Oh yeah, open to the love, open to the windows, open to all opportunities, opportunities, a different story, mm-hmm. you name it, it's always there. So 
I guess, you know, we haven't even touched on the Alabama laws, but I think, you know, it's... Which I'm sure everyone maybe, or maybe has not heard well, about the... I hadn't heard of it okay. because I don't watch the news. So Mia well, was I like, don't... have you heard of this? I was like, what are you talking <laughs> no, well, about? No, I actually don't watch the news ever either, but it was all over Instagram and still is where... She watches Instagram. I watch Instagram. I mean, even the Kardashians <laughs> are saying it. So like, hello, how have you not heard about it? Um, yeah, where the... the um, in Alabama, in America, they have made abortion illegal. So if somebody, you know, wants to have an abortion from choice, whether it be from, you know, just not wanting a baby or even to the point where they've got raped um, or assaulted and that woman wants to have an abortion, they will not allow it. And that just makes me sick. Just so sick. And like there's, you know, this post going around about these politicians in that state um, or around America who have had these views on abortion and how wrong it is and everything like that. And and oh, there was just vulgar, vulgar statements from these people. And they were just funny enough, they were all men. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just think that you know, us as individuals, we we need to have that conversation. Like, I mean, we're so lucky to live in a country where we don't have those type of laws. But but it really hits your pain point and your message, I guess, that you want to kind of share to the world is that you have choices. Mm. And when somebody takes away your choice, which I know multiple experiences in your life, you've had that taken yeah. away from you, you... You, you get fired up about that. Yeah, really fired up. I think that that, that is like my message and my, my, my story thus far has been you have the choice no matter how hard or painful or horrible it gets in any life situation. And let me tell you, there's been some horrific experiences in my life. Um, but you always have the choice to to want better, to to see better, to just uh, just want a better life for yourself, you have the right to to want that and you have that choice. And I think that a lot of people pass that off and say, oh, well, you know, no, I don't. I don't have the choice. It's so bad. It, you don't understand. I can't go anywhere. And even though that might be the case, you still have the choice to look into it, to befriend somebody that might help, to look up a website, to look for, um, you know, a refugee place. Um, and I think if if I can dissect those answers that you just gave, notice how that they were all simple, actionable choices that can be made. I think when we're in a situation that's so terrible, we feel at times that the choice that we have to make has to be this dramatic, mm. huge thing like I'm selling the whole house. Yeah, like I would, even, I would even think, oh, my God, what am I going to do with my furniture? Yeah, like, like just, just shit. Like ridiculous. who cares? It's just, I, it's just stuff. And I remember a conversation that we had like on one of the fights and I called you upset and everything and I'd be like, how am I going to leave? I can't do this. I've got all my stuff, my couch. And then you're like, Mia, it's just stuff. Like it's just stuff. And you it, can get more. You can get yeah, more. Anyone can get more stuff. Yeah, but, um, you know, yeah, don't, don't let it get that So far. just hear the message that choices don't have to be huge huge 
gigantic steps it just has to be the tiniest of step Mm. the the tiniest of jumping on a website and educating yourself more around your choices or and your rights and knowing knowing what you deserve and and then it's about gathering your support Mm. who in my world do I trust with everything in my being and girlfriends if you've got your play if you've got to a place where you honestly can't say anyone there are fantastic organizations out there um, the refuge centers even if you just call the domestic violence prevention center I know that they're all around Queensland but there'll be similar um, places in different states they are there to help Mm. they are there they 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 all generally have stories themselves and they're trained professionals and um, you're never alone. And I think that when you've got to a place, that's all you feel. You feel mm. alone and isolated. Because the person who is your abuser, your emotional abuser, physical abuser, domestic violence abuser, um, wants you to feel that way. Yeah. They want you to isolate you, feel alone, helpless. But you have choices and that choice is the simplest of things. And that's something that nobody, not anybody in this world can ever take away from you. You have a choice in every scenario. No one can ever take that from you. And I think that that's so powerful in itself because, you you know, in those situations you feel like you've got no choice. But this is but it, but it goes further than that because people can take away things from you. But what they can't take away is how you respond Mm. to the choice that's being given to you. That is like your humanness. People cannot rob you. And there's this really fantastic, uh, I think it was a book, I can't remember the name of it, but it spoke about um, Hitler and, you know, all the horrible things that he'd done to the Jewish people. And it was this guy who spoke about all the horrendous things, but he said, they will not beat me. They will not break me. Because what they couldn't take away from him, they could strip all his dignity, they could beat him, they could urinate on him, they could do whatever, but they couldn't take away how he responded to that. Mm. And that is so powerful. You have the choice in how you respond to absolutely anything. And Mm. life is going to give you shit sandwiches i've just been dying to put that (laughs) in this podcast yeah it is is going to give you pain yeah it is going to give you lessons in life and we don't need to be afraid of that we need to embrace that because it's in our pain and it's in those shit sandwiches that we learn the essence of life and Mm -hmm. we also learn how powerful we are as as people Mm, absolutely so Listen, I know it's a really big, deep, heavy topic, but I really feel that it is super important just to bring some awareness in this space. Mm. If we don't talk about it, it keeps happening. No, absolutely. And this is the thing, like when people, um, just people don't, people like to put their head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. And like you touched on before, like if you know somebody that could be experiencing some sort of domestic violence, sometimes you think, oh, I don't want to get involved. Like, you know, you know or... I don't um, want the drama. I don't, I don't want, want this. Yeah. Or, and, and you know what? You don't have to get involved about the gift of listening. Yeah, exactly. But that, so is, powerful. that is helping. Mm. But, you know, if we don't talk about this, yeah, like Anna said, it just keeps happening. Um, and I think it's really important to have these conversations with yourself first. And ask yourself that question, where is my line in the sand? 
where is my, you know, what, how much more am I willing to withstand? How much can I withstand? And just know that on the other side of all that pain and all that decision is something amazing waiting for you. And oh, that's, and I guess, ugh, what we want to end on yeah. is just... And we're living proof of that. We honestly. are living proof. Living, breathing proof that it, it's not as scary as what you think and that there is better on the other side and that this life is full of rich, beautiful experiences that are waiting for you. And you're a strong motherfucker. <laughs> and you can do yes, it. Yes, you can. You, can. you oh. absolutely can. Yep. So... Until next time, podcast listeners, we're going to love and leave you. Uh, as always, if you want to give us a review, we'd love that. Absolutely yeah. love reading give us your a, reviews. Give us a rating. Um, and if you're if you're keen for a, a topic, put it on one of our latest Instagram photos as a comment about, hey, girls, I'd love to hear about this. Or, hmm. you know, we, we love your interaction with us. So um, thank you to all those girls who reshare our podcast out there. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. And if you would like to share the love and you're not already following us on Instagram, Hannah, where are we? We're at alpha underscore babes underscore. And you can see us there, so keep up with our journey and what we're what we're talking about and what's happening. But yeah, if you want to share the love, then tag away. We right. might we really appreciate it. Okay. I don't think it's appropriate to say peace, so let's Why? not say it. It's that's my it's just, that's just, my tagline. Okay, let's say it softly, it softly because it was a hard topic. Oh, peace. And peace? Nah, it doesn't have the same <laughs> peace. <laughs>